Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. Thank you to everybody who has been supporting the book, You Can Too. It feels amazing to be an author and to be getting feedback knowing that this book is resonating with you, helping you with aspects of your personal and professional life. So thank you so much for the feedback. Keep it coming. If you haven't gotten your copy yet, Please go on Amazon, check out You Can Too by yours truly. In this episode, I am joined by none other than my beautiful fiance, Alejandra Hernandez. We take a, a deep dive into the aspects of mental health and anxiety that is experienced in entrepreneurship. This is a cool conversation because Ale is starting year two of her entrepreneurship journey, and I'm starting year seven. And it's really cool to see the similarities to in both of our experiences. And it's been really cool for me to see her experience over this last year, her start to grow, see her learn from it, and ultimately give you tips as an entrepreneur on how you can better manage your mental health. And honestly, I think these tools are great for any person to manage mental health and anxiety. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. I honor you. I appreciate you. Crush 2022. You can too. Enjoy the show. Dynamic blessings. If you can't tell, I'm joined by my lovely fiance, Alejandra. Welcome, Ale. Hello. And with our first co-podcast on how you can too we decided we wanted to talk about the mental health Mm -hmm. and the anxiety that comes up with being an entrepreneur ali and i could talk about this greatly because it's been our experience and i feel like for you babe it's been quite the last i don't know year yeah for you so I know in my time as an entrepreneur, you know, my, my, my mental health has been pretty good mm-hmm. and it's only gotten better because before if I had some type of problem, I really just try to stuff it down and act like, you know, everything was fine if it wasn't. And now I've been able to better express myself, ask for help and all of that. And now I've been in the game as an entrepreneur about six years, seven years as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So which is a little bit different from you because you've only been doing it now for literally a year a year so i think this would be a great opportunity for ali to really talk about what her experience has been dealing with anxiety Mm -hmm. mental health during your first year of the journey and i'll be able to talk about you know what resonates with me and how that also shows up for me so babe first things first how would you describe your journey of mental health in 2021 as an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. Well, first, I do think it's I didn't actually think about that perspective where you're coming in and you've been an entrepreneur now for you know seven years and I'm wrapping up my first year in that perspective that we both have on mental health, but handling many rejections, just overall entrepreneurship 
is so different because you have been in the game much longer than me. So first, in terms of mental health, in my first year, I think the biggest things is really being able to recognize a lot of the behaviors that I would exhibit when I was feeling stressed. I was able to like see, oh, this is a pattern. This happens over and over again. And so for me, the biggest things throughout the past year has been about anxiety, which is you like I would say nine out of ten times rooted in scarcity. It's rooted in like money, money, finances, like paying for things like that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from. And then the other thing it was at the beginning was really burnout. Like I burned myself out to the point. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a time where like early in my entrepreneurship journey, like within the first month, I hit like a burnout and I was tired for like three days. It was the weirdest thing because I remember I rested the first day. I was like, I'm just going to rest. The next day I was still tired and I was like, what's going on? And I realized like, oh, I just burned myself to the ground. And so now I need like more than just one day rest. I need to rest for a while. And so those things tied in together have been the biggest things. It's really being able to deal with stress, anxiety and burning myself out, like overworking myself, which is really all about setting boundaries. It's all right. about having a routine and setting boundaries. So that's where I, I mean, I feel like so much of this episode is going to be about today is really those two things that have been in my experience and really like taking care of myself and honoring myself and celebrating myself. Like it's so easy to just go in the day to day to day to day to day and then not even acknowledge all the momentum that's been had and only dwelling on the shortcomings is big. Yeah, for sure. And I think you made a great point there in terms of how you really early on, you realized that your burnout was the cause of not having clear boundaries. Yeah. And for the people listening, how would you describe what boundaries are? And then how are you not adhering to this in your entrepreneurship life? And then ultimately, what are the changes you made since then to incorporate more boundaries into your work lifestyles that you mm. avoid burnout? Yeah, I think the first thing, so I mentioned routine. And the thing was, is when I started, like when I was, when I became an entrepreneur, it's like I didn't have a routine anymore. It was a completely new chapter in my life. And so without routine, there were no boundaries and I really had no concept of when I worked on what things and up until what hour because it just, you know, I was coming from the employee mindset. I was coming from, I work from this hour to that hour. Like, don't bug me at this time, I'm not working. And I came from that, but been being told by someone else. And so when I went into entrepreneurship, I didn't have that. And again, like I mentioned, burn myself out because without those boundaries, I would just work up until whenever. I would work in the morning, I would work through the day, I would work, you know, I would eat and be on my computer and I would work even later into the day. And I think the other thing too that, that's really important to recognize though is that I also wasn't working in something that was like, 
just every day I do this every day and it's easy. Mm-hmm. I was I was like figuring out how to start a business. So not only was I working longer hours, but I was also expending an immense amount of like brain energy trying to learn a bunch of different things that I had to do. And so it was like paired with stress and overwhelm. And so then when I burned out and I realized like, okay, what had happened was beginning to actually set a routine. Like, what is it that I'm going to work on? It was actually getting clear on like, what am I working on? Right. As opposed to like in the beginning, it's it can feel so overwhelming because you're like, oh, well, I need to do my branding and I need to do my LinkedIn and I need to do my Instagram and I need to do website copy and I need to, you know, just so many different things and, you know, set up the LLC, get business credit cards, like just so many different things. And so the first thing was, okay, what are the hours that I'm going to work that was one and then two what am I working on and being really clear on what needed to be worked on so that I didn't feel like I had to do a million different things because that's how it felt for me in the beginning is just like there's so many different things that I have to do and just those two things is like being able to get clear on what are the hours and what is it that I'm going to be working on was so helpful And it really just came down to awareness. It came down to like, okay, this is what's important for me. This is what's getting done today or this week. And that began to really help me in terms of the burnout. Although I will say like, I've gone through my waves, you know, I've burned myself out again, but never to the extent that I did at the beginning, but I still have that where I like overworked myself and then I'm like, okay. But like with anything else and a lot of what you teach is like, as you begin to implement these things, you get better and better at it and so i don't i am able to catch myself more and more like you're able to help your clients so that when they do have a stressful day at work they don't completely spiral out of control but that they catch themselves at one point and that's what this does when you put in like hours that you're going to work having that in mind and having those boundaries and that structure and then knowing what you're going to work on these the most important things that really allowed me to be able to kind of take a pause and not spiral out of control I appreciate you sharing that. And what comes up for me is a concept that we learned in 2021, this idea of being able to be pan-determined yet singularly focused, Mm -hmm. meaning pan-determined. I have a lot of things that I'm working on. There are a lot of things that I'm interested in. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly applying. I'm constantly teaching. I'm doing a lot of things, which in the past used to be very Mm -hmm. overwhelming for me because very much like you, it's like, where do I start? How much time am I going to give each thing? What goes first? What am I prioritizing? And what I've realized, what I've learned and applied in 2021 that's given me a lot of success is this idea of being singularly focused, meaning I'm focusing on one thing at a time. I'm completing this task. And until this task is completed, I'm not moving on Uh to another task. And by implementing that, it's allowed me to have so much more peace of mind around my day-to-day schedule my week-to-week schedule month to month because i understand like okay this is project number one this is what i'm putting my time into let me finish this before i go and i try to do something else now again this is more so for me in business development Mm -hmm. right when it comes to my day-to-day in terms of serving my clients that i already have a great system for where i don't even have to think about you know how do i make sure that all my clients are served. Like, no, like that's like always gonna happen. That happens really easy. But what used to hurt me in the past was that I would have that dialed in, but then I would stop doing all of the things that allowed me to bring these clients in, in the sense of business development. Mm -hmm. And then eventually just life things happen, certain clients finish up or whatever it may be. And then 
I have like a shortage of clients, I'm like, oh shit, like what am I gonna do mm-hmm. to bring more clients in so I can support myself? And then it feels kind of like a yo-yo. You're just like, you're doing well, you're doing on all the business development and then a bunch of clients come in and you slow down on the business development and then it's like a yo-yo. It's very like extremes as opposed to, as you're saying, being able to work on something singularly as opposed to letting something completely go and then having to rush and kind of blow it up again like business development and bringing in clients. Yeah, it's like the yo-yo dieting of business. Oh, the yo-yo dieting of business. Yeah, and it's not effective. So if you know me, I'm in the health and wellness field and yo-yo dieting is a no-no. So clearly yo-yo dieting in business, also a no-no. So you've, also a you've, no-no. you've heard that here first. If you're going to go take that, just, <laughs> just give, no. me, give me my percentage. That's all you I You heard ask. it here first. Yeah. yeah. But it's a great point. Now, you know, I realize how important it is to knock out this task. And in order to know what tasks to work on, it's essentially prioritizing and knowing like, okay, this is the biggest mover for me. So like right now in my life, that's my website. Yeah. Having a home for all my things as opposed to relying on only social media to be able to share myself and be there for other people. So now I understand what's gonna happen when my website is finished and what that's gonna allow me to do. So that's my number one priority. So I'm working on that while doing all of my day-to-day coaching with my clients. And then once that's finished, I can get on to the next thing. Yeah. I think a big, big thing that's helped me, and I know I've mentioned this in the past, but a a tip, like one tip if you are, and it actually really doesn't matter in what you're in, but in any new thing. So if it's entrepreneurship, or if it's in a new industry, if it's like a career change, for example, or if it's in a new like health thing, like if you're joining CrossFit, like whatever it is, the biggest thing that is so incredibly supportive when you become an entrepreneur and specifically a solopreneur, you gotta be able to go and find yourself a network of entrepreneurs. I mean, it's huge to be able to go and have a network of people who know from experience what it's like to have that overwhelm, what it's like to try to figure out how to do your taxes as a new business, how to register your business, like all of these things. It's so incredibly helpful to be around other people who get it and who have been on that path. And it just, it's it's such a simple thing, but go and find a network of people that have gone through this before is really helpful because then you get to hear their side of the story you get to hear their struggles and then you get to realize that you're really not alone that this a lot of people feel this way when they're first starting their business or experience anxiety as they're growing their business whatever it may be or this like yo-yo dieting of business it's just mm-hmm. it's people know what it's like because they're there and so that's a huge thing that was incredibly supportive for me and another thing too is I feel like I am so fortunate because we're in a relationship and we're both entrepreneurs. And so the person that I spend the most time with and that I sleep with at night also gets it. And so like, I feel like I'm able to speak to you about all the losses and all the wins because I know you get it. And I know that like you, like you feel how I, you know how I feel whenever I'm feeling really down. Right. And you know, you and you always try to cheer me up. I like, I love that. It's like once in a while you might get coachy about it, but like most of the time, like you just try to cheer me up and you're like, everything's gonna be fine when I'm feeling really down. So it's so important for you to have 
that kind of person in your life. It doesn't have to be your partner. Maybe your partner's not an entrepreneur, but maybe it's a friend of yours and like really get real with them so that you can see them and actually share the the crappy sides, the downsides, the dark sides, because there's entrepreneurs that you might become acquaintances with, but you're probably only going to share your wins or just how are things going? Oh, things are going fine. But you really need someone who's like your, your homie. Like if it's not your partner, like your friend that you can go to and they understand, oh, okay, like she's having a rough month. They understand that and being able to share that with someone is really helpful because if not, it just feels so terribly lonely to feel like you're going through it and everything's wrong. And when you have someone else, it's just such an easy way to express yourself and feel that alleviation of like, I'm not alone or at the very least someone's here to hear me out. Yeah, those are all great points. And it's interesting for me to watch you go through your entrepreneurship journey, especially, you know, the first year and <laughs> see a lot of myself in you. Yeah. And, and, and look at <laughs> really? you and be like, yeah, like cool. what? Like when you have, you know, like a, a little meltdown or you feel like there's <laughs> never going to be any money coming in or just no one's ever going to want to work with you. Literally, y'all. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, yeah, I remember looking at things like that and being super discouraged, but also understanding that all of those things that I said were so ridiculous because I, I was saying that while already having clients, which was yeah. the same thing you were doing. Yeah. So it's just, it's just funny. And when I say funny, like interesting to watch you go through your process and for me be there to tell you like, yes, everything's going to be okay regardless. I tell people who are getting into entrepreneurship or they're thinking about making a change, I always come back to this idea that whatever you're doing or whatever you came from, you can always go back to that thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like all your credentials are gone. It's not like all of the work that you did before are gone. It's not like all those relationships are finished like no like you still have that skill set you can still go do that thing even if you can't go back to that same exact company well shoot i'm sure there's hundreds of other companies who are doing that thing that would gladly have you so why not take the leap of faith and if everything was always good and easy then we would never appreciate when we do get new clients to work with when we do get new opportunities when we help someone have a breakthrough we have our own breakthroughs it's only possible to truly enjoy those things when I understand how tough it was to get there. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, when I got an email or a message today on LinkedIn for an opportunity with a company that I greatly admire, and it's actually on like a one-year vision vision thing that I actually created for 2021, meaning I did it in January of 2021, a year ago, and when I saw the opportunity come in on my inbox on LinkedIn and I went to go walk Bentley, I like felt myself get really emotional Mm. and like almost cried. Like my eyes watered up, but I didn't get to crying. But it was really because I, I know what the year of struggle that I've had. And it really does feel so accomplished and like triumph when you're like, 
shit, like it's working. Like what I'm doing is working. Something's working after so much of what can feel like not working in the very, very beginning. So having a network, having someone to speak to, being able to like express yourself to someone who knows what it's like is really, really, really helpful. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have no one in your life that's close to you that's an entrepreneur, I would highly recommend that you go and network and you find wherever your people are at that you can connect with and be able to bond with over what this experience is like because it's it's really challenging and it's really rewarding at the same time but it brings out all the insecurities that you have about yourself entrepreneurship is guaranteed to bring them out and just shove it right in your face and so it's so helpful to have other people who know what that process is like and have been through the process of pushing through those things of the self-doubt of the imposter syndrome of the anxiety the depression like ptsd like so many different things being able to have someone on your side is really important for sure. And what I would recommend anyone watching or listening to do is if you are one of these people who are an entrepreneur and you feel very alone in the process is check out what groups are around you. Mm-hmm. Like Ali and I were both part of two amazing groups, Miami yeah. Made and Creators for Connection. And these are groups that are really geared towards you know, conscious entrepreneurship and just entrepreneurs who are very like-minded to us. So it's been a great opportunity to be able to share, collaborate, ask questions, learn from each other, give each other referrals, everything within that. And again, you're never alone. And this is the reason why community is so important. It's a pillar that I work on with all of my clients to some capacity because you're only the five people that you hang out with the most, right? You are your community. What are you doing to serve yourself and serve those around you? So when you do have a community to serve, that means you also have a community that can serve you. Yeah. And that's so important because like Ale said, it gives you the opportunity to learn, right? To have that bridge built to get you to the other side that maybe that other person took a long time to get to, that you can get there a little bit faster because that person already did it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually in the future, you're going to do that for somebody else. So I think that's a great, great, great distinction. And something that I want to kind of transition to a little bit is this idea of anxiety that comes with entrepreneurship. And I want to take the second to talk about coaches specifically because I've been surrounded by a lot of coaches in my different certification processes where all of these people were extremely talented. They were learning some of the best stuff in health wellness, movement, personal development, you name it. Yet a lot of these people didn't have this confidence in themselves. Mm. They're very anxious about like, oh, like how am I going to get clients? Is what I'm doing valuable? How am I really going to serve people? And what I would notice is every single person who really embodied that mentality was super slow in growing their business and making their impact. I know what that's like because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I remember what it was like to play small, not really not really knowing if people were ready to take a holistic approach to health. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of my career, I was very much focused on the physical side, how to make someone, if it's an athlete, run faster, jump higher, be more agile, put on more muscle, lose weight. Um, you know, if it's a regular, you know, everyday weekend warrior or a mother teaching them how to be you know, in a little bit better shape to lose some fat, to maybe put on some muscle. Mm -hmm. 
But that's all I really knew at the time. And because of that, that's really all I put my confidence in Mm -hmm. when I showed up to different spaces, talk about what I did, where it wasn't until I really embodied the value that working on also emotional, mental, spiritual health came in that I really understood how powerful those three are that I actually started to bring that to the table, that I actually started to offer that to my clients, that I started to speak about that openly on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who's a coach listening or watching to this, one, I need you to understand that what you do is so needed in the world right now. And in order to truly bring that forward, you get to coach yourself up and make sure that you truly believe and see the value in what you're doing and what you're providing. All of the countless hours that you've put into your craft, all of your personal story that has taught you so many different concepts and ways of living life, go share that with other people. Because right now in 2022, so many people need that. There's maybe even some people out there that don't even know they need that. But they're not going to know that what you have to offer them is that thing until they actually hear you talk about it and they can connect with it. Yeah. On that point, I think it's... I hired my first coach when I became a coach. And part of it was because I reached a point where I said, I've got to be able to get out of my brain when I'm so in it. And I know that I'm capable of doing this for my clients, but the best brain surgeon cannot do surgery on themselves. I'm like, I've got to be able to have a coach to be able to examine where my brain's at and the patterns that I keep repeating and the thoughts that I keep telling myself that's slowing me down, that's holding me back. I needed someone, like I wanted someone else in my life to be able to remove that. And that was really great for me. It was really supportive for me. I did six months of coaching and it just helped me to keep going whenever I kind of had those really dark days and everything felt like all doom and gloom. It's like I was able to see, you know, oh, I'm just having a meltdown right now. Okay, I see what the thoughts are. I realized I didn't even acknowledge myself for X, Y, and Z. So you make such a great point. There are so many coaches and beyond that in many different professions, people so afraid to get into entrepreneurship, but also to grow their entrepreneurship because of the anxiety about what they know and who they are and are they good enough and are do people care and so many different things stops people from going into entrepreneurship fully like really giving it their all and to say once you go into entrepreneurship like again it's going to show you any insecurity that you have it's going to amplify it it's going to bring it right to your face and so it's about are you willing to work through it are you willing to see it for what it is and some people aren't and they and they go back and that's like wherever you are mentally where you can handle it like that's where that that's what it's going to show you. And I've wanted to quit many times. I think I like joke because I'm a career coach. I know how to get a job. I like I, it's like my scapegoat. It's like, well, I'm just going to go get a job. It's like it's like my comfort. It's like my security blanket. When I'm feeling really unsafe, I just look for jobs because I know I can get a job if I really wanted to get a job. 
And it's like being able to see that impulse all the time. It's like because I'm being pushed to that edge of my comfort zone and it's getting so uncomfortable for me to feel that, that it's like a new layer then unfolds every single time I get through that and don't get a job. I'm like, oh, okay, everything's okay. Everything's okay. So I think that's really important is being able to deal with the belief that you have in, with yourself and your abilities and who can you have on your side to help you, whether it's having, again, entrepreneurship network, which we highly recommend, and having a coach or and having someone who can be frank with you and help you kind of move through, because a coach relationship is very, you know, you're a coach, but you're my partner. So that's a very different relationship than actually paying, investing, and having someone whose work is to be about you and to get you out of your drama and get you into flow, get you into calm, get you into action. Like that's a whole different relationship. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think having a coach is so valuable and I've had many a coaches throughout my career. One of the first things I've learned as a coach is that I should always have a coach, <laughs> right? It wouldn't make sense not to. And to your point, something that I've realized in having a coach is that it allows me to see my blind spots, right? If I can't see it myself while I'm kind of in the storm, mm -hmm. my coach allows me to actually see past that to take a higher level view of the situation and really separate the, the facts from the feelings, yeah. right? Allow me to, instead of trying to interpret certain situations from emotions, actually take a step back and actually see like, no, like what's really there? What's yeah. the true circumstance here, right? What are my thoughts around them? And how are those thoughts dictating how I feel and the actions I take or don't take it? How does that create the results that I'm getting? And are those the results that I want? And if they're not, it's like, okay, what needs to change in terms of my thought process around what's going on? So I say this to help you realize that sometimes you need help getting out of your own way. Yeah. And at the same time as an entrepreneur, I think it's important to take 100% responsibility for really any and everything in your life and understanding mm -hmm. that, yeah, I'm getting a coach because I want the help, but I'm taking responsibility for my situation. Mm -hmm. My success or lack of success is not because of my coach. It's because of me, right? And any situation that I find myself in I know I got myself into it, so it's going to require that I get myself out of it, yet the same thinking that got me into it, it's not going to be the same type of thinking that's going to allow me to get out of it. So that's where a coach comes in and can be super helpful. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about anxiety, you know, to me, anxiety is very much rooted in this uncertainty of what the future is going to look like, mm -hmm. just this unknowingness of what's going to happen. And if you remember in my last podcast, I talked about the superpower that certainty is. Oh, yeah. It's knowing that I know 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 to infinity. Yeah. And going into 2022, that's something I'm really embodying, something I'm taking from 2021 that served me that I can take to a higher level this year. And that certainty comes when I am confident in who I am, what I stand for, what I bring to the table, my why, why that's important to me, and mm -hmm. everything that goes along with that. Because with that level of confidence and certainty comes creation. It allows me to create 
take actions that are in accordance to what I'm looking to achieve or have happen. So if you find yourself being anxious, check in. What's your certainty level? And if you find that you're uncertain, what are you actually uncertain about? And then take a step back and think, what's something I can do right now to gain more clarity, to get more certainty on the situation? Who do I need to talk to? What do I need to research? What do I need to do in order to move forward? Because that's what it's all about is that constant movement. The worst thing to me, I think, is being stuck, but being stuck because you're afraid to take an action. There's a difference between not moving because you don't have enough information, so you go get the information. That's different because going to get the information is actually movement. But just being stuck from this place of, you know, freeze, that that scaredness, that tapping into that sympathetic nervous system, that's not it. Yeah. So it's thinking, what can you do to become certain and go take that action? Yeah. And something that helped me when it everything just felt really anxious and overwhelming is journaling mm-hmm. is through journaling i was able to figure out what am i anxious about what am i not certain about who do i need to connect to what is it that's actually scaring me right now there were times where i was so overwhelmed and felt so defeated that i journaling was the only way that i was able to get no like all the thoughts that were in my head but that didn't i couldn't actually see them because it was too many of them at the same time it helped me bring them out into paper and be able to see each thought at a time i was able to see like okay not feeling worthy scared of money like just being able to see the thoughts or like being rejected so not good enough coach like just being able to give myself a minute to just begin to write. And I really love the concept of wild writing, just journaling and journaling like mad without stopping. Even if you have nothing in your brain, you just keep writing. And even if it's to say, I don't know what I'm writing, but that process really helped me because it allowed me to just untangle what was like if you just go in your jewelry box and you have like seven necklaces Mm -hmm. all tangled up like it was able to untangle it through journaling and it allowed me through that process to to go from feeling really anxious to kind of just beginning to unwind and beginning to see the reality of what was happening and when i'm able to see my thoughts you know then i can look at it more logically as opposed to just the feeling of overwhelm And that's really the last thing for me that I think was incredibly supportive for this first year has really been having a network, having you by my side, someone to speak with on those days where it feels terrible, and then being able to journal consistently and having my own coach, like top four for sure, things that supported me to get through the first year of my entrepreneurship journey. Absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing all of that. And I think those are powerful tools and things that any entrepreneur can look into tapping into Mm -hmm. if they find themselves being extremely anxious or if they find their mental health kind of deteriorating Mm -hmm. in some type of way. Understand that every single thing that Alejandro talked about there is an action. It's tangible. It's something that you can actually do. And I'd be curious, babe, we're doing all of those things conscious choices. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hiring my coach was for sure a conscious choice for me. 
Um, it was also a very big investment, so a very conscious choice mm-hmm. that I had to make. The um, other thing that I said, oh, entrepreneurship networks, absolutely. Again, those are also investments that I make. And I went to these groups. And even then, like, I was so scarce that I, like, didn't even know if I wanted to join these groups. You remember that? Of course. (laughs) I do remember. And I didn't even know. And then, like, it's just, like, that face that Alvi gives me sometimes. It's like, are you serious right now? It's a a (laughs) no-brainer. Yes, exactly. It's like (laughs) he's giving me that face, like, bruh, are you for real? (laughs) And so I think about that face, but... I, I didn't even want to join these groups because of money. I'm like, oh, yeah, but money. So, yeah, that was a conscious choice, joining these groups. Um, the other thing, we said journaling. That was another conscious choice for sure, journaling. And then the last thing, what, we had hiring a coach. Mm-hmm. What else? The Having, like, someone by your side that you can talk having, to. Oh, yeah, having someone by my side. Help you in the process. Yeah. And so all those things I made were very conscious choices for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And what I would say is, for every entrepreneur out there, be committed to taking action. Action, 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 creation, creation, creation. If you're constantly acting and creating, you're going to put yourself in a position to better yourself and better your business. I found in my own life that the worst thoughts come when I'm stuck and not doing anything mm-hmm. and kind of just giving myself a little you know, quick pity party. And when, and when that happens, like wow like worst case scenario end of the world doomsday always comes up and every time it came up it would be a more and more just uh, fantastical way that it just happens yeah just crazy crazy things and spoiler alert none of them ever happened right it always ended up being okay so i want you to understand that you can get help there's ways to really work through this and decide that you're going to take an action and be committed to finding the help that you need to better yourself because your gifts matter, your services matter, your products matter, what you're trying to bring to the world and also what you're trying to bring to yourself are also important. And being able to mentally and emotionally be able to support yourself and have others help support you is going to put you in a position to really get things done and bring your powers to the world. Yeah, and to really like end the note too, when Alvi mentions get the help you need, that also includes like if you are someone who lives with PTSD or a chronic illness or something like that, again, get the help that you need. Someone that understands what it's like to have PTSD or a coach that works specifically with people who have chronic illnesses. Someone that understands where you're coming from because what is anxiety for one person is actually you know, a traumatic response to another person because of PTSD. And those are very different scenarios. So it's being able to find the help that you need to be able to handle the obstacles, the challenges, the anxiety, that the stress that does come from entrepreneurship especially in the beginning as you're completely changing the way that you live your life the way that you represent yourself all of that's going to require a lot of change in who you are which can be uncomfortable so find the help that you need and don't allow yourself either to feel gaslit or fear or feel like why can't if they're doing it that way why can't i do it you've got to find your own way and best supporting yourself for your mental health and your entrepreneurship journey absolutely i appreciate everyone for checking in ali appreciate you being on the show i love you you so much and remember everybody you can too peace
Look at little sleepy bear. He's a little sleepy bubble bear. Oh, I forgot to stop recording. <laughs> Let him ride for a second so it's easy to delete it at the end. Let it ride for a sick. Let it let. Yeah, I don't know if like, I tap something, but it like stopped the video. So I just, the video ended like maybe 10 minutes earlier. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Can you turn off that light? It is so abusive. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Should I stop the recording now?